You know, I mean, just like dress him in all the paraphernalia of stereotype mm-hmm. and send him out in the street and see what happens. That's a great Halloween thing for your kid. He shows up to say trick or treat. Cute little kid in blackface with with. <laughs> My God, that's that would be the most horrifyingly awful thing but he gets away with it because he doesn't get it you get all the heat for that you dressed your child up as a minstrel as a gay minstrel with a do-rag that says black lives matter with a going woo, 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 woo. and uh you know what else i can't think of anything else it's like just holy shit maybe maybe instead for halloween this year i'll just play it safe and just have him go as black panther i'm don hall and i'm david himmel and this is the Literate Apecast. Be advised, these apes are not emotional support animals, and they fling verbal poo. Listen with caution. How's that Vegas summer treating you? You know, I realized uh, the other day that uh, I haven't been in 106 degree weather in 30 years. Feels good, doesn't it? Or more than that, but yeah. I, you know, the thing about it is, it's I, I'll take I'll take the Vegas heat over the Chicago heat. You know, because I I spent that summer in Millennium Park, and I remember at one point it was like 99 degrees. It was so fucking humid. I thought I was going to pass out. And old people who didn't bother to bring you know water we're fucking I mean I called 911 all summer long because old people didn't know how to fucking comport themselves the goddamn heat. Yeah. Here it's a different kind of heat. It is hot. I mean it is. Oh it's it's yeah. People say well it's a dry heat. Yeah, but so is an oven. You know, I mean hot's hot. Well see this like, is, actually this the, the, this is the difference is uh cuz I cuz I at my at my gym we have both a sauna and uh like a steam room. Yeah. I can sit in the sauna forever. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I mean, I, at no point do I start going, I, I don't know if I can breathe because I'm yeah. sitting in a sauna. Yeah. But the fucking steam room, if it gets hot enough in the steam room, I can't breathe. Yeah. And so it's like, to me, that is actually There's the There's so much moisture in your lungs. It's like, it's like pneumonia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it, I, I, it's, I can't even open my mouth to breathe. And when I'm sitting in a dry sauna... No, you know, I mean, it's not. We're not king spot. It's not two hundred and forty degrees in the sudatorium, and I and, and and just moving my face burns, and I feel like I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. And maybe when it gets one hundred and twenty out here, that's how it'll feel. Yeah. But one of the things that is very interesting is that when is is that if it's like one hundred and six outside, it's like one hundred and thirty inside your car. Oh yeah, the car's the so worst you, part. You got to fucking air that car out because it is hotter than shit, man. Yeah. And uh, and I'm used to driving, you know, when it's hot outside, you just drive with the window down. Mm-hmm. Not here, man. You nope. roll that window down and that hot air is just pummeling your fucking face. Like, it becomes right. a convection oven. Yeah. It gets really crazy. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. No, but I'm not having a problem. I, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Good. As I said to you earlier, the desert has a very selective amount of wildlife that it will allow to live here. And I am going to be a scrub cactus. Yes, I am. Or a gigantic cockroach. Either one. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Cockroaches last forever, man. They really do. Yeah. And you can milk them. You can milk a cockroach? Have you ever cockroach milk? Cockroach milk? Cockroach milk? No, I've never. Is that a really? You're kidding. You're fucking with me. Uh, I Well, I don't actually know, but I'm going to look it up because Wait. I know I read about <laughs> cockroach milk. 
<laughs> I know I read about it once. I mean, I've had almond milk. Apparently, you can milk an almond, but a cockroach? I mean, that seems to make more sense to me. Okay, than here it is. Here it is. Almonds, although because most cockroach cockroaches have young. Although don't. most cockroaches don't actually produce milk. Uh, they have huge nipples. Diploptera punctate, which is the only known cockroach to give birth to live young, has been shown to pump out a type of milk containing protein crystals to feed its babies. And scientists think cockroach milk could be the next superfood. Scientists think cockroach milk could be the next superfood. What is stopping them from confirming that? I'm pretty sure uh, if I'm a scientist and I need grant money to go ahead and research this, <laughs> the pitch meeting is probably uh, rife with some misunderstandings and get what out. the fuck are you talking Just about? Get yeah. out. Here's, here's, I am a professor. Here's my, here's my pitch for your grant money. I would like to study if cockroach milk is a superfood. Get the fuck out of here. If I'm it- going to give it to the guy that wants to soak uh, soak uh, plants in urine because he's got more sense. If it turns out that, that cockroach milk is the next superfood, would you prefer that over kale? Yes. Okay. Not a question, man. Okay. Kale? Kale sucks. Have you had kale? It's not that bad. Yes, I've had kale. It's annoying it's like- because of the whole thing, but okay. it's When I was fine. a kid, when I was a kid, remember milkweed? Yeah, yeah. Okay, when I was a kid, I, I, you know, because it had milk in it. They, you know, it was like milkweed, right? Yeah. So when I was stupid and I was a kid, I would see and I would chew on milkweed. Yeah. Because I, I thought that was like, oh, that's like, it's like, it's like nutrition. Yeah. And it was bitter and nasty. It was a fucking weed. Right. That I thought I'd eat. Kale tastes like a fucking weed. Okay. That we've decided is delicious. It is not delicious. It's like eating a fucking weed. Fair enough. That's all I'm saying. Fair enough. Super green, fucking bitter ass weed. I'm trying to figure out a diet for this superfood stuff. Like, I, I don't really eat unhealthy to begin with, but you know, I'm on this. I'm training for the marathon, but it's more than that because I I want to be just generally healthier and more active. Yeah, but I'm trying to figure out like, all right, do I need to have a strict diet regimen? You know, like these many carbs and follow all that shit. And I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. Dude, I lost 80 pounds a decade ago, and all I did was just eat half as much. I still ate fucking pizza and tacos and yeah. cheese and all the shit you eat. Um, I just ate half as much as what I was eating yeah. and exercised. And, you know, and I'm not like a muscle bound. I'm not like, you know, your arms that guy are. That, your arms are muscle well, I got, bound. I got, well, I mean, I got some decent arms, but I'm not like, I'm not like, a, you know, you don't go, oh, there's a bodybuilder. No. There's the next Arnold. No, it just, you know, I mean, that's not why I work out. And so like to this day, I don't really need to lose a bunch of weight, but I work out because I'm 53 and at some point I'm not going to be active, you know, or I'm be less active. Yeah. So I work out. That's the thing is I, I'm not, when I go to the gym now, it's not like, let's see, I'm in a competition with some asshole to see how much I can bench press. Yeah. Ugh! Fuck off. I just do repetitions of a, a reasonable weight. I do a lot of it, but it's because... I want to be able to move. Yeah. You know, and but it's also consequently like, I'm 53 and I move pretty damn well. Every, everything, there's always a new, a new superfood, a new finding that coffee is bad for you. Coffee's good for you. Coffee can stave off prostate cancer, but it can cause breast cancer. Red wine is good. White wine sucks. The sugars in whiskey are bad, but a glass is good for your penis. Or you know, like what? Jesus fucking Christ. Juicing is, is a glass bad. glass good for your penis? Uh... I have found 
in my personal experience, <laughs> that a glass or two of whiskey has been good for my penis in the past because it gives me that extra confidence I need to think, yeah, my penis is worth talking to this girl or something like that. So it's a delusion is what it is. It's only healthy in that it's well, delusional. Well, yeah, I mean, you're drunk. It's like, man, you know? it's like manscaping and thinking your dick actually got bigger instead of you just see more of your dick. Right. The okay. reason that I manscape is just because it, it makes it easier to clean my ass. Yeah, the reason I manscape now is because it's so fucking hot in Las Vegas that if I don't, you know, my nuts broil like Dude, fucking chicken. all fucking joking aside. Yeah. <laughs> <there's>, it, <laughs> I'm not fucking kidding. There's a noticeable difference. Oh, yeah. Because I, I lived there before you I manscaped, and I lived yeah. there after I started manscaping. Yeah. And there you, was it, a difference. Yeah. I'm just telling you. Yeah. When you're, the thing about it is you have to choose. Do I want to be? Do I want my nuts and taint and asshole to be hot, or do I want a fucking swamp right. down in my shorts? I'd rather manscape and not have the swamp. I have, I, when I lived there... I pitted out more underpants. Yeah. Than I than I could. It's just that like, I bought. A, you know, because because well, that's the thing is like it is a dry heat, and if you're sweating, that's what I've noticed is that when you sweat, it just evaporates off your body. Right. So you, the sweat is not actually cooling you; it's just going out into the ether. Yeah. However, in your shorts, it when stays. you're wearing a pair of pants, yep. it just sits there and just gets hot. Yeah. And you know, my nuts soup Balls feel like soup. my nuts feel like the fucking frog. That dies in the boiling water. It starts off nice and it doesn't move because it's cold water. Uh-huh. And then eventually it's so hot that it's boiling it alive. But it doesn't realize it. It's because it's being boiled. I got boiled balls. Yeah. Yeah. You ever been to Georgia? They got boiled peanuts? Mm-hmm, sure. That's what my balls smell like. Ooh. Fucking boiled peanuts. Your balls smell like Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Which is actually kind of a good thing. And that means my balls are going to go make a habitat for humanity. The idea of average means that half of the people in the world are below average, mm-hmm. just by definition, which means half of the children are below average. Even though you love your child, Carrie might be below average. I don't think so, because I think he's awesome and adorable. However, <laughs> you and you're his father, so of course you think he's wonderful, but the reality is it's not no, possible I- that every child can be above average. It's yeah. just not fucking scientifically possible all right so here here's an example of humility uh as it relates to to parenthood i i've seen parents and i can't think of any specific this is a very general topic but we've all seen this of like oh my god my kid is a genius harry uh knows how to turn the doorknob oh my god he's only 15 months and he it's like well well yeah like he just okay here's a perfect example just today we were going for a walk, and I said, "All right, Harry, get your shoes." And he got his two—he got his shoes, which he can do. But then he sat down and started to try and put them on his feet. And I was like, "Ah, oh, good for you, Einstein. kid." Einstein. Now I don't think that my kid. Cirque du Soleil. It's not—he's <laughs> not right. Like he's not a genius for that because, of course, he's going to learn these things. What's what's what is the wow factor for me is that I'm up close and personal. And yesterday. He he wasn't doing at least not that I saw. Maybe he did. He's done it for Katie, but I'd never seen. He would bring the shoes and like drop them somewhere on the floor. He would just get them and like he understood the yeah. concept. So being up close and personal, seeing that development on a day to day basis is like holy shit. That's 
watching so the brain a, grow. But he's, he's not actually a figuring out. Every he's fucking, figuring. No, he's figuring out gender dynamics. He knows that if he gets his shoes out and drops them on the floor, mom will put them on. <laughs> but with dad, he's got to put them on himself because dad's not fucking helping him do that shit. <laughs> sure. Okay. Until he, I'm just going to title this podcast, should... Don Tries to Get David in Trouble as Often as yeah. Possible. Yeah, that's really what this is. This is... Yeah. But no, I mean, I, I don't think that my kid, I would never say that my kid is a genius. I don't think that he's, maybe one day he is, like he takes that and he yeah, becomes. Yeah, he becomes one, but sure. But at this point, I think he's right on schedule for where he should be i know he's he's right now got the intellect of a chimp he's ahead of some other kids his age that i know in like they're below like he was walking fa- before they were but he's also not doing other things that they were doing you know he can't catch a ball for shit yeah yeah well says things i know i was below average and I might still be below average, but I know I was below average yeah. because I remember my mom telling stories that she had to go to my pediatrician because she was concerned because I kept eating my boogers. And she thought it was going to make me, like I was, there was something wrong with me because I was eating my boogers and <laughs> that it was going to make me sick. And then the pediatrician just said, yeah, kids eat boogers. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not a thing. But, but I was that booger-eating kid that you go, what a fucking retard. You know, Jesus. I mean, that was me. That was me. I was the kid you looked at and said, oh, nice slow kid you got there when, eating his boogers. When did you stop eating boogers? <laughs> what, 10 o'clock this morning? Okay. I don't know. All right. <laughs> hey, man, everybody's got to quit at some point. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I think I, I, I mean, I don't actually recall when I quit. It wasn't a conscious decision. I think at some point I just realized, that's hey, fucking gross. I can remember, I don't know I don't remember a, a, the moment I quit, but I can remember the last time that I ate a booger. Oh, see, I can't, really? When was the last time you ate a booger? I was probably five years old. Okay. And I remember standing in the upstairs, in like the kids' bathroom at our house, peeing and picking my nose. And I'm like, you know, wow, I got... Wow, at the same time? Yeah, yeah. You were a filthy yeah. piece of shit, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, And I'm standing there and I'm peeing... And I pick my nose and I look at the booger and I go, huh, needs more salt. And then I ate it. And I hadn't tasted it. I didn't know if it needed more salt. It was just a thing that I knew to say about food. And I think that was the last time I ate it, that I ate a booger. Not the last time I picked my nose. Certainly yeah, not. Yeah, well, no. But I still to this day, yeah. we'll pick my nose. I mean, you, sometimes you get a, you get a mine for some gold. Get it out of there. So sometimes you can it's just, yeah. I mean, I have a handkerchief have on me at all times, but. You're going to have some uninstructed uh, airflow. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it just builds up. But so getting I, a know, good just, booger on your thumb is. That ain't like, it. I need a cigarette after that sometimes. You use your thumb? Have you seen my nose? All right, fair. It is thumb size, man. All right, that, you know, I'm not going to argue with you. I got a like, lot like, going on in there. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's like me trying to stick my thumb in my nose is the idea of like John Holmes fucking a seven year old. It's just like, ah, there's just not enough real. It's just, it's breaking it. <laughs> this episode feels like I'm that seven year old. <laughs> Day and age, things that you as a child learned that were fun, that are fond memories that you cannot teach Harry. Well, it's just this one. So the other day, uh, just one so far. There's only okay. so far. This is this is the thing that made me think of this. Is so think of this, and then I want to know what else you think you can't teach him. So Harry's like making all these noises, and we're teaching him like to 
sing and repeat and he sings along with us and I'm making noises with my mouth and he laughs at them, you know, just like goofy shit, right? And so the other day, I just, I went like this. I went, oh, oh shit. Like the quote unquote Indian war cry. Oh yeah. From like yeah I know what it was. Cowboys and Indians, right? Yeah, no, I know what it was. Yeah. Uh, and so he does that right back and I'm like, yeah, man, cool. So like we're having fun, like just, you know, he's parroting me and I'm parroting him and it's a fun little stupid game. And so like later on that day at dinner, Katie's watching us and we start doing it. And then I go, oh God, I don't, can I do this? I don't think I can do this. She goes, what do you mean? I go, is this, is this racist? Oh God, is it? And then I start like, I'm talking out with myself. And so here's the thing. It's not as racist when you were going, Harry, sing with me. Old man river. That, you know. <laughs> right. We shall overcome. Now, see, that's yeah. a good one for him to say. That's not racist for him to sing We Shall Overcome. That's appropriation, though. No, it's not. What does this little white boy have to overcome? What, shitting his pants? Come on. Well, you know, come on. He's got to overcome something. Yeah, the struggle is real. Yeah. Uh Right, so then I start thinking, like, all right, Washington Redskins is a racist team name because Redskins yeah. is an epithet. Uh, Chicago Blackhawks, not racist because Blackhawks are an actual We're an tribe. Actual, yeah, they're an actual tribe. So if this is an actual war cry done by a tribe or a certain group of people. It, the thing is, I don't, I don't know, know if that is. was an act. Yeah, I, I don't think know that, that it was is. probably something created by like John Wayne movies. You know, I'm right. not totally. sure. Totally, yeah. That and was I, a real Indian war cry. To be I, honest with you. I think. I mean, that, maybe it was, but I doubt it. Th- that's what I was thinking. I don't know. And, you know, when I was a kid, like we, we just did it, and that was fine. I, I didn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't used as an insult, so that's good. It's not insulting. It's not used as an insult, but yeah. I don't know that he can. That he should be doing that because... Well, say, what's next? Are you going to teach him to pretend to be an Asian woman and drive badly? Right. Because that's you know, how I, mean, I learned to drive. My mom said, okay, David, here's some scotch tape. Tape your eyes yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what else are you going to teach the kid? You know? Yeah. It's like, uh, you're going to take his plastic trucks and take the tires off and put them out in the front yard? I mean, what, do you, what, what else are you going to do to kind of racially stigmatize uh, your, your above average child? Well, and I did, I did make a joke. Katie bought him some new clothes, and one of them is a wife beater, which I like to call a, oh. a life partner beater because I'm, you know, I'm a modern man. And, yeah, sure. and Katie said, don't call it either. It's an undershirt. And I said, yep, that's fair. That's fair. I, but, but as soon as Harry starts saying, Dago T, then you've somehow accomplished Right, I didn't something. even think about Dago T. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, which is terrible racial slur. Although I did say he looks like a little Italian monster. <laughs> See? You, 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 dude, you are really teaching this child some shit that is not going to serve him well in later life. I'm just saying. So, but like, really, like, the the innocent nature of the... Ooh, it, it's, it's not that innocent? I don't know. It's I not innocent know. at all, man. But it doesn't come from a bad place. Like, I'm not like... No, it's not like you're... But think, think, the thing about it is that you could wear blackface and say it doesn't come from a bad place. It's still blackface. Well, but blackface did come from a black a bad place. And I don't know that... Ooh, did or not. I don't know. I don't know. Well, no. Ooh, is... I would argue is probably exactly the same... comes from the same place as blackface, which is blackface came from let's make fun of... 
these lazy Negroes. And the only way we're going to do it is if we have white guys that will pretend yeah. to be black guys. And so we're going to put blackface on them. So that's minstrel shows. Yeah. The woo-woo-woo-woo is really just... You know, like these Western filmmakers going, we have to have some sort of war cry because, you know, when the Indians come across, they have to be scary. Mm -hmm. And if they're going, then maybe, you know, it's this noise that they're making. And the reality is. And, you know, when you hear them talk to themselves, it all sounds like woo, woo, woo anyway. So that's what they. So it's like that's I mean, that's kind of where they went. So, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty racist. I mean, it'd be different if I was like, you know, if Harry one day said, oh, yeah, the Indians, you know, they the 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 indigenous people wanted their own land and they're all like give us casinos like then you're a dick right yeah well then harry becomes above average (laughs) alt-right dickhead yeah Yeah. and he could be president yes he could but it started it it wasn't about like let's teach him to make the indian war cry it was like let's make sounds with our Exactly. With our, with our that was mouth, just you know, sound just make sounds. In res- yeah. In your residual racist white guy yeah. mode, it right. just kind of popped out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, maybe there, maybe it was a legitimate. I don't. I don't know. But that's what I'm afraid of. Like, I don't want to accidentally teach him something. And then I was thinking, what other things that I learned as a kid that I probably don't want to repeat in front of him? You know, the whole. <sighs> I it, it, it can't. Well, I'm, I'm not even going to do it. I'm not even going to do it because it's just do it. it. Well, no, one because I've done this before and it's gotten me in what trouble. It, and two, okay, it doesn't well, translate over right, audio. This, this, I'll give you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna save you from yourself. It's like uh, a friend of mine who was. Uh, we know these things time, are out there. We don't have to. Yeah. Well, for a long time there was a, a managing director of uh, WNP, and his name was Mark. Sweetest guy you ever met. He's gay, sweet, mm-hmm. lovely. And the funny thing was, his partner was a black man, mm-hmm. right? So, and we were, ah, one night we were just sitting around talking about shit that we learned from our grandparents that we thought was funny. Yeah. And he says, oh, my grandmother used to sing this song to us. Oh, God. And it was just the most adorable. It was just the funniest song. And, I'm, you know, there's like, I think Joe was there in the room. I don't know who else was there. But we're like, okay, what's the song? Yeah. And he sings this song. Coon, 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 morning, night, and noon. Coon, 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 morning, night, and noon. Coon, 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 morning, night, and noon. I wish I was a white man instead of a coon, coon, coon. And I look, and we're all just like the look on your face right now was everybody in the room was just like jaw to the ground, like what the fuck? Yeah. And yeah. And I said, Mark, what the fuck? And he goes, What? I said, Do you? Do you know this? Do you know what that song means? And he went, "No." What are you talking? It's about a raccoon. I went, "No, it is not." Why would you say, "I wish I was a white man instead of a raccoon"? That makes no fucking sense at all, Mark. Yeah, what and is he, he Forrest there. Gump? Yeah, well, that was the thing. It was so funny because this is a smart guy, but he sat there, and it was the funniest thing is because he sat there for probably a good like minute, just speechless, because we were all so shocked because mm-hmm. it was just so out of the blue and out of character. And then it just, it was like, it was the first time he'd sung it out loud to anybody since he was a kid. Never thought twice about it when he was kids because his grandma sang it to him, yeah. right? Yeah. And then it just hit him like a ton of bricks what the song actually meant. And the look of absolute horror on his face, the embarrassment, which then, of course, you know, for at least six months afterwards, every time I saw him. Yeah. I would go, doo dee dee, doo 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 doo, la da da. And he would go, shut up, shut the fuck up, because he was so embarrassed. But 
It was just one of those, like, it just never occurred to him because it was something he learned when he was a child. It, and what's funny about it is that when, when you realize things are bad, like, I, yeah, I remember a couple years ago. you just sung a racist song from your grandma and that your grandma was a fucking clan member. Yeah, right. That, that's a shock. <laughs> that's a shock, man. Well, it's like, you know, again, with, with this, I'm, I'm not going to call it the Indian war crime, but the Native American war crime. <laughs> The indigenous people of the United States or of the I Americas think that's work. Worse. I think that's worse. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it, again, I wasn't teaching. Hey, Harry, let's play cowboys and Indians. You know, which and I had toys. I played cowboys. and Yeah, Indians. I played cowboys and Indians. I had toys that were little plastic. They were like army figures, but they were cowboys and indigenous people of the Americas. You know, that's all right. I, but like. I never once thought that was an offensive thing until I was trying to teach my son how to make sounds with his body and, and you know. You, and you just realized all of a sudden it was like light bulb. Oh, what crap. The fuck? Yeah. It was like, and I, it's like when I was, this is, God, I mean, this is a long time ago. I was still living in Las Vegas, but I was, no, I was in high school. It was before I moved to Las Vegas. I wouldn't spend a senior in high school. And I'm driving along and it, I was at a stoplight and it just clicked. That if you make this face when you like put your fingers in your mouth and you hold apart, yeah, yeah, your face isn't gonna fucking freeze like that. Do your parents no. ever tell you that? Like, don't make that face; it'll freeze that way. No. Oh, my mother would tell me that all the time. You gotta remember, my mom was like 15 when she had yeah. me, so she wasn't she wasn't like wizened. I was like, that is a bunch of fucking bullshit. You can't make a face and then it's just gonna freeze. Be- what the fuck? Yeah. Also, you're not gonna go blind by jerking off, Don. Well, it depends on how much you jerk off. I mean, I guess if you like shoot yourself in the eye enough times, you'll just gum them no, closed. No, I mean, it's like but... you, if you like, like jerk off so much that yeah, eventually you you know you starve your brain for blood. Arguably, you could really damage your eyes with looking at porn on your computer screen. So sure. yeah, sure, okay, fine, fine. Yeah, but your yeah, like did. I just I felt really really bad, and it's just got me wondering like what else. Have I accidentally taught him, or will so, I accidentally so, and, teach him? And then the question becomes, can you possibly, and I guess that's the question we all have to ask ourselves, can you possibly, like, play with your kid with any kind of sense of joy if you're constantly afraid that you might teach him something that is wrong? It's, instead of just teaching him the stuff and then going, okay, when he's old enough, I'm going to explain to him that's not cool or what? I mean, cause that's, that's the thing. Modern parenting has got to be a fight cause I'm not, but I, I feel for you. It's like modern parenting has got to be a fucking minefield because there are so many things and it's not even your minefield. It's not even about you. Yeah. It's about Harry yeah. as like a fifth grader going woo, 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 and like fucking social media shaming him into exile right. because he did some, you know what I mean? It's like, that's what it is. Do you want to teach him to not make any mistakes? Are you afraid to make mistakes? Again, I wrote about this on the ape. Yeah. You know, like the, the mistake free life. We can't, we're not allowed to make mistakes anyway anymore. And thank God I make most of my, most of my mistakes, not all of them, but most of my mistakes before there was a fucking digital camera in everybody's fucking back pocket. Yeah. And, and here's the thing is that, you know, he, he does it now still. He's doing the woo 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 and it's it's fucking adorable. Cause he's just but he's making sounds. And and I tried to record it. Um, but Katie was giving me shit. She's like, he's like his mother. He doesn't perform on command. And I go, Well, I'm gonna work that out of him. He's gonna be because like, he sees the the I'm trying to hide the phone in the microphone and he's like, What is that? What is that? you know? And I'm like, Don't look at the camera, kid. This isn't porn. Uh <laughs> But yeah. if we're gonna do porn, we're bringing in Rory Zacker. Right. 
He'll direct you. But uh, it's... I don't, I don't, and I can't tell him, like, Harry, we can't make that sound anymore because it could be considered offensive. And Well, he, he barely could put his fucking shoes on. He's not going to understand Well, there's that. no barely. He can't. He just slams the shoe against his foot. Well, there you go. So I'm just but saying. Get so there. telling him this is this is culturally insensitive, is, it's like, you know, it's like throwing Don, an my, egg my in My child fucking... is so woke. Yeah. I have the wokest yeah. child. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, you don't need to have a woke child, but you do want to have a considerate child. I want to get a, a a little toddler T-shirt that says "Black Lives Matter" and put that on him because my child is so woke. Actually, if I saw a baby with a "Black Lives Matter" onesie, that would probably piss me off. Oh, it pissed me off too. It, yeah, it's well, it's just activism. It just what it what it speaks to is that uh, most activists are just T-shirt wearers. Yeah, that's all they are. They're not. They're not really activists. They're just people that wear a T-shirt that declares something. And it's like, fuck you. If you're going to be an activist, put yourself on the line, man. Mr. Himmel, what have you done for the black community? I bought a onesie for my son that says "Black Lives Matter," and he and I changed my Facebook profile <laughs> picture to "Black Lives Matter" or put a rainbow around it to show my solidarity with the gays. I have made sure that he has worn that onesie three times a week before he grows out of it. Because those babies grow fast, especially and, white ones that are fed well with organic food from Whole Foods. And then I will take it and cut the logo out and make him a panty. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, what a load of shit. Make him a panty? That's the first thing I thought that you could make with a loose pizza cloth. I'm sorry. Not a quilt? Or a do-rag. I don't care. A do- what the fuck are you talking about? A if you take, that's even funnier. If you take that's a, even a, funnier is if you take a Black Lives Matter T-shirt and cut no. it up and make it a do rag for Harry. It's just like, and then he runs out in the street and goes, "You've just created the <laughs> meme of a lifetime." Maybe that'll be his gift for on, on, on Boxing Day. I'll give that to him on Boxing Day. And before before the before you put the do rag on him, make sure you give him give him cornrows. You know, what I mean, let's go all the way. You know, and spangly pants. <laughs> what are you know? I mean, he's spangly pants. What is that? Like, so he's like a like 1980s a, housewife. No, like he's like Rip Taylor. Like he's gay as a blade. Like he's oh, uh, you know. Gotcha. Okay. You know, I mean, just like dress him in all the paraphernalia of stereotype mm-hmm. and send him out in the street and see what happens. That's a great Halloween thing for your kid. He shows up to say trick or treat. Cute little kid in blackface with with. <laughs> <laughs> my god That's, that would be the most horrifyingly awful thing but he gets away with it because he doesn't get it you get all the heat for that you dressed your child up as a minstrel as a gay minstrel with a do-rag that says black lives matter with a going woo, 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 and uh you know what else i can't think of anything else it's like just holy shit maybe maybe instead for halloween this year i'll just play it safe and just have him go as black panther all right, Simeon cohort, here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. Okay, uh, my first thing to do this week, it's a watch. Watch the movie Inside Lewin Davis. Very good movie. Cobras. I've never seen it. We have friends that are, they're having, they've got a kid on the way and they're going to name their son Lewin. And Katie was asking like, where did that name come from? She's like, oh, we watched this movie and we like the name. So I want to so see if it's, you, good, if it's so good enough, if a good enough film to name your child after. Are you a fan of the the folk music scene of the fifties? I'm not not a fan. 
Okay, fair enough. Then yeah. I keep an open mind. It's a good. I think it's a great movie. It's not one of. It's not. A lot of people think Coen Brothers movies. They they only associate like Raising Arizona. You know, like really yeah. the outrageous shit. Yeah. This is not one of those. This is more like a serious man. You know, it's 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 just a really tight little character study, and it's Isaac, Oscar like Isaac. It's yeah. Oscar Isaac in his breakout role, and I think he's great in it. I think it's a great movie. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do this week. All right. Well, my first thing is I have seen this. It's a Netflix. It's a documentary series called Losers. Yeah, it's great. Um, you know, and it examinate. I like this. This uh, I wrote this down. The examination of the psychological trauma of losing, and just as importantly, how true personal victories aren't necessarily found at the top of the podium. Basically, it's an entire series. It's it's basically about people who have suffered either either great losses or near wins kind mm-hmm. of thing yep and yeah. what they learned from it how that how that experience uh deepened their lives made them better people that kind of stuff i this yeah. was great i love it it's on netflix yeah. so it's, it's easy to watch and they're short episodes they're like 20 yeah. minutes the yeah. maybe yeah, like 20 yeah. 25 minutes yeah yeah, yeah. cool Highly recommend um, it. so my next thing to do is a uh come to our reading tonight yeah, loser if you're listening to this the morning that it drops uh, the 23rd, yeah. and you're in Las Vegas, come to the writer's block at 7 o'clock. Um, I'll be reading from my book, uh, The Last DJ. I will also Brilliant. have Eric Lewin reading from his book. Uh, what yep. is it? Son, Son of Influence. Son of Influence, thank you. And then Dana German will be reading from her book, Pisces Eye, uh, hosted by Jared Keene. Uh, we'll do a Q&A with me afterwards about the book. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be you and Jared. You'll basically read for a little while and just give, give them some tastes. You yeah. don't read the whole book. I mean, maybe you do want to read the whole book. But I mean, then it's why short. Would anybody, but why would anybody buy it if you read the whole book? Right. That's yeah. all I'm saying. So give them some, give them some flavor, and then you and Jared, Jared will ask you questions, you know, about your Vegas experience, about your DJ experience, about writing a book, about literary, about uh, whatever the fuck Jared wants to ask because he's Which an is interesting scary. guy. Which is it scary. is scary because he's an interesting guy with a devilish sense of humor. So yes, and he knows me well, very well. Yeah, so, <laughs> he yeah. knows where yeah. all the bodies are buried. So, yeah. It's true. It's <laughs> true. It's true. That's it. yeah, but that's uh, going to be a lot of fun. That's free. And then uh, if you're not going to come there, if you can't make it and you're in Vegas, uh, Monday night, uh, Monday night, come to Bug House at the Bunk House Saloon, seven thirty. Yeah, that's a good one. I'll be there for uh, that, that too. Is, Yes, you will. You and Jarrett will be debating about it's parentage. It's a David Himmel weekend. It is a David Himmel weekend here How in about Vegas. that? Yeah. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. Um, my number two thing, while those things are great, my number two thing <laughs> is not those, either of those. It is also kind of a documentary. Okay. Uh, Martin Scorsese. Rolling Thunder Review, a Bob Dylan story. Just released on Netflix. Okay. Here's the thing. It's funny about it is it's it looks feels exactly like a concert film, all about this Bob Dylan Thunder Review, but he also works in fictional characters who had nothing to do with it, telling like documentarian Stefan von Dorp, who's actually actor Martin von Hasselberg. Um, there's a whole thread of uh, oh what's her name uh, Sharon Stone, who is not at the tour, but she tells stories about how she was at the tour. So it's like, I know it's a very weird thing. It's a very weird thing that Scorsese's created. The way I put it was, I think, think Jonathan Demme stopped making sense mixed with Christopher Guest waiting for Guffman. Okay. But not, but not so over the top. And 
it's kind of, I guess the best way I can put it is if you understand that Bob Dylan was kind of putting on a whole lot of fake persona, that was mm-hmm. sort of his gig, mm-hmm. that part of his thing is what you see is not what is actually here kind of thing. Right. I think this is Scorsese's way of honoring that sort of tradition of Bob Dylan's okay. by making yeah. a documentary of Bob Dylan that is is kind of a about half of its complete horseshit because a yeah. lot of it is actually concert film that Scorsese filmed mm-hmm. of this review while he was making Taxi Driver. Wow! So it's really it's it's actually if you like concert films and you like Scorsese and you like Bob Dylan, this is absolutely a must see. It just it's really super entertaining and very weird, and you don't know what parts are bullshit or not. Okay. Which is sort yeah, of yeah, that very sounds Trump- fascinating. I'll- it's a very Trumpian thing, you know. I've I don't know a, where the I've fake got a good week are. of movies ahead of me. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I got one more too. So go. All right, your third. Uh, so my third is uh, it's a do. If you're into scotch, or if you're not, uh, try it. Drink the Belvini. It's a delicious scotch. I had a bit of it. A um, bit. A, I had a. I had too much of it last yes, night at a tasting. I was on on assignment for a story for a magazine about this and uh yeah got chatting with some pros and uh showed them how i can drink like a pro yes you do and i I have a screenshot because we were supposed to be recording yeah and i i facetimed you and you facetimed me with just this dumbass drunk shit-eating grin and you're just like (laughs) you didn't say anything i'm like at the minute i saw your face like yeah, we'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. And you're like, uh, I was like, I was like, God damn it. He's really plowed. I did not. I had every intention of not getting soused like that. I, I really did it. The, the, the night got ahead of me. There it you just, go. It there got away. Go. So, All but right. it's good stuff. Want, it is good stuff. It is good stuff. I like scotch. I like rye better, but uh, I used to be a big scotch drinker. My third and final is also a documentary you can find on Netflix. Um, it is Knock Down the House. Have you seen this? No. Um, it is, it's the It's the entire uh, 2018, it's like the, the six outliers, including Alexandra. Uh, Ocasio-Cortez, AOC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's really just sort of like a documentary following these races of these completely improbable, like too young, too inexperienced, never done this before, campaigning, and, and some of them, not all of them, I was like, get elected. Right. But what I loved about it is it's kind of, I guess, you know, in our, in our, what I, I guess that's the thing is that whether you like Alexandria Cortez uh, or not is not the point. What I loved about it more than anything else is in an age, in a time period heralded by Donald Trump where we don't believe in our elections, where we really have problems with democracy, where we're feeling like it's just getting torn asunder. It's kind of a vindication of sort of my slightly old-fashioned idea that politics can be noble, you know, mm-hmm. and that, yeah. that, that, that democracy can be important and is energetic and can be exciting. And I think as we're heading into, like, uh, I think it may, be, it may be tonight or this week, the, the first of the Democratic debates, you know, as we're, you know, Donald Trump last week announced that he was going to be, you know, announced his 2020 campaign. So it's like, all right, we're getting into the swing of this. We need to remember that this is uh, this this is what the country was founded on. And we and, and you know, and this documentary just kind of made me feel better about the idea of politics yeah. as much as I hate politicians. Yeah, that's probably a good um, a, a good refresher. Yeah. yeah just, to, I, to, just to go. Oh, yeah, I could do this, too. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. All right. That's, and that is the show, my friends. That is it. We'll see you at the writer's block. 
And then at Bug House or Bunkhouse Saloon for Bug House tomorrow night. Otherwise, we'll talk to you next week. Rock and roll. You can listen to the Literate Apecast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.